0: I think that's what makes money such a hard thing to talk about because we're talking about our survival.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, oh, okay, you know, you know, like you hear stories about guys who have a gambling addiction. yeah, And how hard it is for his wife because she's like, you did what with the rent money? <laughs> And I'm Shondor.
1: And it is finally December.
0: December 2nd.
1: I know, it's crazy. This year is going by crazy fast.
0: It really is.
1: I'm like, dang, I'm not ready for Christmas yet. I've seen so many memes where people are like, no, not Christmas, hold off.
0: I can't do it just yet. We have three weeks until we're flying back to California. Crazy. Less than three weeks. We'll have
1: another story to talk about when we come back. That's right. We'll either be happy that we did this or (laughs) we'll have those
0: Something. Yeah. No, of course we're going to be happy. We're just going to be in financial ruin.
1: Yes. It's going to be
0: expensive flying out there, expensive doing the Christmas gifts. Look at us complaining about the happiest time of the year.
1: I think the worst part for me is that I'm going to a different... Well, you're going to a different city, too.
0: That's right, but I'm not doing... States. Different flights. Yeah, I'm doing one flight in, one flight out. Yeah, and you're doing a flight in, a flight out, and a flight back home.
1: You're doing three flights, aren't you? Don't you have a
0: Oh, I do you in do. Utah. Yeah, for three hours. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was kind of drunk when I bought those tickets, <laughs> wasn't I?
1: <laughs> you didn't have an option. Didn't have option. No,
0: for issues in that
1: hour. was it. Well, you you can mm. Google things to do in Utah that is close by to the airport.
0: We can go. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I think I'm gonna probably just do the the anxious and irritable thing and, and just stay in, the in there for three hours. For three hours. <laughs> yeah.
1: I like the fact they gave you three hours because like sometimes the, if there's a delay, mm-hmm. then you like have that time.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm glad. I mean, I can stay there for three hours, one hour, as long as it's not you land and then your next flight takes off in ten minutes. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Because now you're waiting to get off the plane. And then people are, you know, taking their time, and then you got to find out where the terminal is, because, you know, usually these airports we're not familiar with. Yeah. So, you got to run around, get to your flight. Do you still
1: have to go through um, TSA again? If you
0: don't leave the airport, you don't have to.
1: Okay, got it. I see. I I see. Yes, I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So, that's another reason why I wouldn't want to leave, because, you know, if I have a three hour delay, I'll get off the plane takes about, you know, 45 minutes, not actually too long, about a half hour, uh-huh. you know, leave the airport, maybe have an hour, hour, probably about an hour to look around Utah yeah. and then rush back and get on my flight. Yeah. So I'll probably just, you know, sit in the uh, the airport.
1: <laughs> Does that count if you land the airport? Does that count as you've, you've been to the city or no? I don't think I'd, so. My no. sister asked me that question. I wasn't 100% sure what the answer was, to be honest with you.
0: I think you have to go out and see one thing in order to say you visited that state mm-hmm. or drive through it or mm-hmm. something. If you just stay in the airport, that doesn't count.
1: There's a lot of people that have been like, oh, I've been to what do you call it. If, they, if, that was like, if that was the case, people would have been like, oh, I've been to here, but they really haven't seen the city.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, where do you draw the line? Do you say, oh, I visited all these states because i flew over them does that you know does that count flying over a state
1: no because that means no yeah
0: yeah so you
1: like go and see something
0: yeah if you're in the airport that's just like one step away from being in the plane yeah so no i don't think it counts okay Okay. i'm not going to count this off i'm not going to say i've ever been to utah now
1: okay oh man that's so funny but, um, yeah, you, so we have – oh, go ahead.
0: Well, can you imagine how stressful this would be if we had kids? Yes. Like, the holiday thing? Would
1: be crazy. If I, don't think, had, I like, don't think we'd have we could fly back. I think they'd have to come visit us.
0: All of our family, like, all 12 of well, our family Well, I've seen
1: so many videos of people, like, flying with kids, and it's terrible.
0: It looks horrible. <laughs> I mean
1: It's literally terrible.
0: It's terrible when you're flying with a kid that someone else's. Yeah. but then if you're responsible – and your kid is the one making the noise Otherwise, in the scene, and then how embarrassing that would be. Yeah,
1: you have to keep them entertained for, and then from our flight from here in Florida, all to California, that's a six-hour flight? Or five hours? I
0: should know this it's, by It's now. about
1: five hours. Cause I know but then there's like
0: that time zone change, it always messes up, you know, my calculations. Yeah, no,
1: it's, it's five hours, I know from here to New York is three hours. Okay. So, yeah, so it's five hours, so you have to entertain them for like five hours.
0: And they're uncomfortable. They're they don't want to sit still. Yeah. They're not having fun, and they're gonna make sure everyone knows.
1: And then packing all your stuff to like you know in the overhead bin yeah. for them and like extra stuff for them, it's a whole thing. Yep, and yeah. it's
0: expensive.
1: Yes, because they have like, to pay for an extra
0: seat. Yeah, yeah. Let's say you have two kids. That's four people flying back, mm-hmm. and then you know that that would be really a hard thing to work through. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine, like, how would you even, you know, talk about that with your spouse? Like, I, think how is, would,
1: I think eventually you just figure it out.
0: You just figure it out? Yeah,
1: you, you trial and error, I think. It's a lot of failing and, you know, you know a lot of failing. A lot of failing. <laughs> a lot of failing, yeah. A lot of just, like okay, that didn't work, next time we'll do this, and then that didn't work, next time we'll do that. So I think you'll eventually figure it out, but it's just going to... It's difficult, obviously. The thought of it's going to be difficult. But. but
0: figuring it out, that's the really the hard part. Yeah. Because you have to have these discussions with your spouse. Yeah. How are we going to budget for Christmas? How are we going to, mm. you know, keep our kid in the seat? You know, yeah. like, you might have a different parenting method or different budgeting methods. You have to have these really tough conversations. conversations. Exactly. And that's hard enough just in a relationship with two people. Yeah. But then you got kids involved. Like, that just exemplifies it. It's
1: always hard. Like, it's always hard having kids. And it's just, it really takes someone who really wants to have kids and don't mind, like, all the stress that's going to come with it. Because it's already stressful just being in, like, a two-person, like, relationship. To add, like, more people into it, it's always going to be difficult. But it's just, like, something you want to do and you don't mind doing. You don't mind a little discomfort on. And it kind of goes into our topic today.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We we're
1: talking about the things that are kind of hard to talk about in relationships.
0: I was trying to segue into that without bringing up the topic. Oh, really? <laughs> I was trying to be smooth.
1: Oh. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. So we want to talk about why is money, kids, and what was the other thing? Sex. Sex cover your ears, <laughs> why money, kids and sex is so hard to talk about in a relationship, you know what I mean, like it's, for some reason it's just one of these, those things that are just always the deal breakers yeah. in a relationship, and I feel like, what, what about you, what do you, why do you think, why do you think money is hard to talk about, or what do, which one do you want to talk about first?
0: Well, money, sex and kids, I like that order, because you can't have sex without having money, <laughs> and you can't have kids without having sex, yeah. so I think money is really in a large sense, like kind of a, the cornerstone. Well, it's the survivalistic method, you yeah. know? So I think, it's you know, like how
1: are you going to survive? Yeah. How are we going to survive? I
0: know? think that's what makes money such a hard thing to talk about. Cause we're talking about our survival.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, Oh, okay. You know, you know, like you hear stories about guys who have a gambling addiction yeah. and how hard it is for his wife. Cause she's like, you did what with the rent money? You know, how are we going to afford to, you know, if we have a house or a mortgage or something, yeah. how are we going to afford to keep a roof over our head if we're not, you know, being smart with the money?
1: Yes.
0: So I think that a lot of times it's it's that people are afraid. Like the money thing is very scary. 'Cause if I you feel don't like have also
1: it... in America I feel like it's taboo to talk like I don't know what it was with money. It was never something you could like openly express. Like even in work, I remember when I was growing up in work environments, like you were never allowed to talk to your clerk about how much you were making. Like
0: it's frowned upon. It's
1: frowned upon because then you're talking about how much you're making, how much they're making, then you're gonna go to HR or whatever and wanna like get more money and stuff like that. So I feel like maybe it's just a cultural thing that like maybe but I don't know. maybe it's a cultural thing where like we're not allowed to talk about money and then like talk about with your spouse I don't know what do you think
0: well I think with work you know well for
1: us it's like what was uh, that we're
0: talking about money
1: like why is it such a why is it like a a deal breaker why does it make it like like oh you know you know. Well,
0: there's a different levels, like with your job, your manager does not want you and your coworker to discuss salaries. Yeah. A lot of times if you do that, whoever's making less for the same role, there's going to be that unhappiness. Yes. And now the manager is put in a position where it's like, oh man, you had to go and tell him you made how much, you know? Yes. Yeah. Now that's where it's like socially taboo in the workplace, yeah. which I'm not sure if it should be.
1: It shouldn't be.
0: But because you're
1: just trying to protect the company.
0: But at the same time, once you start talking to people about salaries, like people who brag about their salary, mm-hmm. it's really kind of weird because then it's like, oh, society deemed me to be worth this much money. Mm-hmm. You're only worth that much money. You're putting yeah. a, a monetary value to you, to yourself, or to someone else. So someone who's like, oh, I made you know $300,000 – they're kind of saying, I'm worth more than you.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I feel like for the company, it's detrimental. But I think as like a employee, it's actually good to talk about those things. Then that way, you can have an idea of like how much money you should be making, where your average is at, where you should be. And like yeah. maybe you should find someplace else or go to management. Hey, I want to get paid more. So I think as an employee, it's good to talk about it. But obviously, for management, it's not. But in a relationship, I think that money is a big... like. Like, it's a survival mix. You have yeah. to pay your rent. You have to pay hey, for food. Bills, to, everything. Bills, like, everything plays into surviving. Like, yeah. if you... Like, phone bill, um, car payment, like, all that stuff comes into play. And I think it's just difficult to talk about because it's more of just saying, hey, we have a problem. We need to fix this
0: problem. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? So, it's, I don't know.
0: It'd be like if we're farmers and we had crops. Like, your money is your... Your, your survival tokens yeah. you know like yeah. and that's where i think it's, it's such a difficult thing in a relationship because it's like if you have someone who just goes out and spends money willy-nilly like oh hey i just bought a new car it's like why would you spend money on this we're trying to survive yeah and i think that's where you know a lot of times people you know have that disconnect in a relationship because one person you know, they have different ideas of how to best spend the money Right. Especially if money's tight. Yeah. Like if we were making millions and millions of dollars, you could do whatever you want as long as, you know, we're not jeopardizing our survival.
1: Right. I think it's also even harder if like one person, is a one, like one person income household. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you're a stay at home person and like one person like goes out and makes the money. It might be hard for the person who makes the money to see their money kind of go out. Oh, like, yeah. And, like, be spent this way and spent a certain way when, like, it's kind of hard to make the money, maybe.
0: Well, that's where, like, that kind of leads us right into the kids' topic. Mm-hmm. We can jump over sex for now. <laughs> but the kids' topic, like, if it's stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. Like, back in the day, yeah. in the, the mythical time of the 1960s and 80s and everything prior to now... It was possible to have a family with a single income. Uh, single income. Yeah. That's what my parents did. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And at that point, you really have to be a strong team because if you have a single income, and you have your, you know, like let's say I'm working, you, happens, have, you have kids, yeah. you're a stay-at-home mom. Wouldn't that be amazing if we could actually <laughs> afford that? Great. If you were a stay-at-home mom, you're using the money to buy things yeah so you have to we have to really trust each other because yeah. if you're not you know making additional money you're taking care of the kids you have to know what's gonna be best what the kids really need yes and that's where that's where really the teamwork thing really plays into it
1: I think that I think all this comes down to teamwork whether it's kids whether it's money whether it's um, sex I think it's just team working together
0: so what does it mean to be in a team
1: well, before we go there, I kind of still want to finish talking about all that, like, why is it so hard to talk about? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that the, uh, like, especially when you become a kid, when kids, kids also is a hard, like, deal breaker. A lot of times parents, people just want different things for their kids. Yeah. So let's say if one person wants their kids to grow up in a certain way and the other person wants them to grow up a certain way like, you know, religion and then one person yeah. wants to go to church one person's like, no, we don't care about going to church often
0: that it, causes a lot of hardships That causes
1: a lot of hardships and we know people who have kind of that same similar thing yeah. where like, they want to have their kids in, you know, grow up in the church and grow and do that thing and one parent doesn't care either way
0: well, I think that's where when kids are introduced to the mix yeah. all the things that you're able to Kind of Mm -hmm. overlook with your partner, come out into glaring. (coughs) But all the things that you're not happy with your partner come into sharp focus. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, oh, she does this, but it's okay. He does that, but I don't like it, but it's okay. Once you got kids, it's like, you're like, oh, you can't do that around my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, the protectiveness comes through. You're going to teach your kids how to do that? Oh, is that what we're going to teach our kids? (laughs) You know, you're not going to teach your kids to go to church. Is that how it is? Yeah. So all those things that you kind of.
1: Could get away with. (laughs) Exactly. When when you're just just the two of you, it's a lot harder to do when you have a kid around. Yeah. If if
0: I drink too much with the two of us, it's kind of like, oh, geez, he's an idiot. Yeah. But if I drink too much and we have kids, it's like, oh, that's what you're showing your kid is normal. Yeah. This is what your kid's going to grow up thinking is normal. Yeah. And that's where you really gotta iron everything out before the kids come around. Exactly. And maybe sometimes the kids help iron those things out. Exactly. But I don't wanna go that far to say that, because so many people are like, you know what? We're about to break up, let's have some kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah, kids saying? don't solve the problem. Yeah. No,
1: but they definitely help. Like, if there's something that you want to like do, and if you felt it was hard to do on your own, sometimes the kids come around and they actually like help you to make an easier choice, make the choice even easier for you, and say, "Yeah, this is what I want to do." Yeah, because
0: then you're putting the kids first.
1: Yes. No longer you're, and that's the thing about having kids. It's like your needs is no longer important. You are a hundred a hundred percent. A lot of the time second the kid will always just be first naturally. That's
0: how it should be. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm imagining it, it comes pretty naturally once you have a kid, Yeah. but it's gotta be kinda hard, you know, yeah. giving up completely on what you want mm-hmm. for the sake of your kid.
1: Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Some parents also don't wanna do that. Some parents don't wanna like give up, understand that like it's no longer about you anymore. It's about your kids. And even though you wanna be the main character in your life, you gotta like put that, you gotta be like, what do you call those? Extras. You're, yeah, you're
0: a supporting character. You're now. a supporting
1: character now for this person's life. And it's like.
0: Such a crazy concept, isn't it? It is that? a crazy
1: concept because you're, all your emotion, all your feeling, everything you wanna feel and everything you could have feel, like you feel like you can't feel because of the fact you can't do it anymore. Like, yeah. if you wanna be depressed, you can still be depressed, but it's like hard to. You gotta do.
0: put that in the back closet and you gotta push through and hide that from your kid.
1: Yeah, so you can make sure that they're growing up not being traumatized, not having issues later on, having to go to therapy about yeah. something, about, you know, any, any little things. So I feel like, I feel like kids are hard to talk about because it's, again, like you were saying, the things that were overlooked can't really be overlooked as much when you have kids. So I feel like that's hard to talk about.
0: Yeah, right. and also I like what you were saying is you might want different things for your kids. Oh yeah. If we have kids, I want them to do like some kind of like rugged, outdoors, Bears kind of guy, which uh-huh. I'm not. But it'd yeah. be cool if my kid was like that. Yeah, I, would, yeah. I would try to train him to like you know do those activities. Yeah. But you would probably want them to be more involved with like arts and writing and business and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we'd probably you know we provide... would definitely
1: meet in the middle. We would. Yeah. Of course. I I can't see myself. I I feel like like in my eyes, I just want whatever the kids want. Like when they get to an age yeah. where they can start telling me they like this and don't like that, I'm going to be listening to them. Like yeah. I'm not going to be trying to force my ideas on them, even though I would like them to be involved in some of the things I like, they're not me. Yeah. They're a whole different person. You know what I mean? And there's no way I want to push my dreams onto them. I feel like that would be...
0: That would be immoral, yeah. I feel. I
1: feel like that would be like, you know, now you're just, I don't know. And then but you're yeah. just
0: creating a clone of yourself so, and you're going, oh... I couldn't
1: make it so my clone's got to do it. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. But then also, like, you know, I read and hear stories. A big part of having kids... It's just having them do things with you. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like, you know, like, when I, I go like to work... We've had this
1: conversation a couple times, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think we, we have. Yeah. But that's, you know, yeah.
1: No, 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 go ahead, continue.
0: Oh, no, but I mean, it's like, it's just, I think that's where a lot of the, the mystery goes away. It's like, you know, if you're a farmer mm-hmm. and you have kids, of course you're going to teach your kids to farm. That's yeah. what you're already doing. Exactly. And then the kids growing up, they become farmers, too.
1: Yes.
0: And so I think... Um, that's really what the big. That's part. what it
1: really is. That's like the biggest thing. Like, if you're a farmer, the easiest thing for you to do is just have your kids be involved in what you're doing already. Yeah. And a lot of times, sometimes that just is what develops them, and they like, you know, they, that progress, progress them. Is Progresses that what you them. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, your dad involved you with his job. With his
0: job. That was always my favorite. Some of my favorite childhood mm-hmm. memories. Yeah. And I think that's where. Nowadays, especially, there's this focus on, oh, keeping the kids entertained. Yes. We don't yes. need to entertain the kids. They just need to be hanging out with us and doing what we're doing and learning from that.
1: Exactly. And that's
0: what the kids are going to treasure.
1: Yeah, exactly. If they're, they're, if gonna they're remember good. The, <laughs> they're going to remember the time they hung out with their parents and mm-hmm. had a good time, you know? So I feel like that's a hard topic to talk about because people have different views. And I think, um, did you want to jump into teamwork to kind of tie in? Or did you? Because I could...
0: I think you know. It's interesting because I, I want to know what what it means to be in a team for you.
1: For me, what it means to be in a team is like, for example, like if you're on a sports team, mm-hmm. you're, you realize that you can't you can't get the goal done or you can't get the job done unless you work together. Mm-hmm. So, and then when it comes to in a relationship, I think about it as like, hey, my teammate is not feeling well; they're not like mentally ready or mentally. You know, they need a time to relax, to recuperate, or they're not feeling well. And then, so for me, it means just always looking out for your, looking out for the other person.
0: Oh, okay. That's what it means. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So that's what it kind of means to be a team in a relationship, for me. Because when I was on a team, in like sports, I did track and field. You did track and field too. Yeah. But like we would look out for each other, and like if someone wasn't feeling well, with you know, if they someone was like, oh, I got like a leg cramp or something, we'd stretch them out. Or if someone couldn't run a race because, you know, someone would sub them in or play, uh, you know, replace them or something. Yeah. So it's just, that's what I think about it. team. What about you?
0: Well, I guess I would look at it a little bit differently. I do like what you were saying about, you know, caring for each other and taking care of your teammates. Mm-hmm. But I guess for like me, a team would be like, you know, being with someone that has what you don't have. Like, you know, we balance each other out pretty well. We do. You yeah. know, I'm more of the introverted, quiet person. You're more outgoing and friendly. That's where we kind of balance each other out. Yeah, I think we're a mixture of both,
1: I feel like.
0: I feel, I think you're probably right, yeah.
1: But, don't know, maybe, maybe I'm more expert. I do notice that, like, when we go out to, like, that specifically the last time we went out, we had, like, went to a family gathering. Like, not our family gathering, but another family gathering. Yeah, Thanksgiving, I did right? find myself, like, finding myself around other people. So I guess, yeah. Anyways, go ahead.
0: Oh, but I mean, it's like, I think it's... We balance each other out. Yeah, I think that's what a team is. It's like, you don't need to... It's not an effective team. Like, I don't know enough about sports, but I guess you don't want an entire football team made up of only quarterbacks <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah you gotta have balance you gotta Running have the, backs, you goodness. gotta have the big guy who bowls people over you gotta have the fast guy that runs around people yeah so i think that's what makes an effective team is just a, a variety of skills and talents that you pool together mm-hmm. to make something work exactly you know it's mm-hmm. like you can't have Just one talent. Exactly. So that's where, like, you know, in a team, you got to find someone that compliments you Mm -hmm. and provides what you don't have.
1: Exactly. Like, you know,
0: my grandparents. My grandpa was very quiet and stern, and my grandma was very, you know, loving and outgoing. And they balance each other out really well. And I think that's kind of what, for me, being in a team is. It's finding a teammate that balances out and, you know evens things out. I
1: think both can come into play. I think I think yeah. you can balance the other person out and also still look out for your teammate because in order to balance each other out, it's like you can recognize your teammate's not doing well and then because you can help balance them out to so be back to their natural stability or... Oh, completely.
0: Whatever. you got to have that. If you're not supporting your teammates and you're just like... Ugh. Bring me more skills. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If there's no if there's no caring for your teammate, mm-hmm. then that's a really bad team. Yeah. Like if you have yeah, that just wouldn't work. If mm-hmm. you have everyone's fighting on the team, like how how long is that gonna work?
1: It's not gonna work well. It's not no. gonna go pretty well to things. So I feel like and I feel like when a relationship like to be a there's you know, it could be a good teammate, it could be a bad teammate. Yeah. You know, just Little things can make you like a not-so-good teammate. Like if someone's a gambler and they're gambling with the money, that's not a good teammate because you're taking the money away from the two of us and now putting it elsewhere, sort of like it's building up together. And... Decreasing
0: our chances of survival. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. that's that's the whole point of being a team is to progress our chances, mm-hmm. to increase our odds yeah. of winning the Hunger Games or whatever, you know. <laughs> or
1: winning the cash prize or something. Or just
0: know? paying rent, you know, yeah, <laughs> at exactly. this point in time. like. It's not even about succeeding or anything. It's about sort of just, you know, keeping your head above water. Exactly. And it's a lot easier to have someone else with you on your team mm-hmm. that can provide something that you don't have, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that it, it's always it's always good to have, like, that... Uh, and I feel like a lot of couples tend to, like, have that balance. And I think a lot of couples tend to, like, have, like bring something that you may not have or something that, like... You're not good at it. the other person, can obviously help you with, it. and you're maybe good at better at that. And you know what do you mean? Like, so a lot of times it's about, like, um, yeah, just figuring out how to like solve a problem together. You're right. With whatever skills you guys have, you know.
0: And I think so. that's kind of the laws of attraction. They always say opposite attracts, you know. Yeah. And you know, you don't, if there are two opposites, like just completely nothing in common, that's not gonna work. Yeah. But if you don't wanna be with someone who's just like you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you, if, if you, if I like, you know, was the male version of you in every regard, this relationship would be pretty tough. <laughs> or if you were the female version of me in every regard, this relationship would not work. If yeah. I was dating the female version of myself, it would not work. <laughs> it would just be like, it would be very quiet. No one would really say anything. Yeah, <laughs> you know am Yeah,
1: you guys wouldn't say anything, and you guys would kind of have, like, that, uh... It'd always be a chill day, like, I said. Like. Well, I
0: think there'd be a lot of simmering animosity, you know? like oh, if really? Well, because, you know, I don't... I don't know. I feel like it would... I don't know. I just don't think that you need to date someone just like you. No. And I think that's really where the whole teamwork thing comes in.
1: Exactly. And I feel like it, it's... It's good to, like, have someone that's similar to you, but I also feel like super exactly like you. I feel like what are they bring to balance you out? You yeah. Know what I mean? So you guys both have, like, the same, like, default... Bad... Like, not bad things, but, like, the same, like... Bad... I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Same, like...
0: Shortcomings. Comings. Yeah. yeah. You
1: guys both have sh- same shortcomings. Like, how are you going to solve this problem you guys have, you know? Yeah.
0: And if you have the same shortcomings... Instead of just being by yourself, now those shortcomings are multiplied by two.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. So,
0: I don't. Yeah, I think that really is the team aspect for me is finding someone who provides the attributes that you don't have, mm-hmm. and that makes a good team.
1: I think so too. I think so too. Um, and then we jumping back, like.
0: Well, I guess if you look at it, you know, we we talked about sports teams. Yeah. We talked about couples teams. Yeah and if you have kids going back to this thing which we don't have any experience with but i'm assuming once you have kids now you're adding additional players to your team yes cuz now instead of just the couples working together that's primarily what it is yeah but now you got kids that need to work together with you yes so if you have kids that don't want to be teammates and yeah. now you got baggage you know what i'm saying
1: yes so that's you where kids you got weight to bring you down yeah yeah and I feel like with kids, a lot of times you're, again, going back to you playing the supporting role, like, they're kind of the, the, the main characters, and we're just trying to make sure that everything... I mean, not the main characters, like, obviously, you know, we have to take the lead on every like, things, but I also feel like it's no longer about you anymore. Yeah. It's about them. You know what I mean? They're gonna have needs that you're gonna have to help them with, and like you know, and you are as good as your weakest teammate. Yeah. So if you're, you know, you have kids, you know, they let's say you have a baby, a newborn, they can't wipe themselves, they can't yeah. feed themselves, they can't uh, eat by themselves, they can't sit up and all that stuff. So you have to help them so that way, you know, I'm explaining so you guys are like stronger team.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's what you gotta teach your kids to be functional adults because. Mm-hmm. You know, they're part of the team now.
1: Yeah. And, and it, you're I, only as strong as your weakest teammates. Yeah. you say
0: so? And then it's interesting because then once those kids grow up mm-hmm. and they start becoming like looking up for a partner, now your team is now linked to another team. Yeah. Once those kids meet up with someone else that they like from a different family. Mm-hmm. And now, ideally, your team went from the team of two, the relationship, the couple, to mm-hmm. so let's say two kids. That's a team of four. Yep. They find another family, and it comes out to like, you know, it just keeps growing and yes, growing. exactly. So, that's kind of exciting. It is
1: <clears throat> exciting. It's very cool to see how it grows and things like that, and obviously you lose teammates sometimes of too. Of course. But I feel like it's, it's very important to like work as a team, especially if you're going to have like, if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody for, you know, if you're going to talk about... Money, sex, kids, all that. You guys have to learn how to work as a team together. You know what oh, I mean?
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. But I, I think that's actually a pretty interesting segue to the second bulletin point you brought mm-hmm. up is uh, losing yourself in a relationship.
1: Ah. Uh, so yeah. Now so now we're
0: talking about teams, where do you draw the line between the team and the individual?
1: That's a good question. I feel like... Because you have to work as a team in certain regards, but I also feel like as an individual, if you're not, you know, healing yourself as well, then you can't be good functioning on the team. That's a good point. You know, if like you have a broken leg, how good are you until you're healed? You mm-hmm. know, like, let's see, you're a basketball player, you got a ankle break or something. How good are you for the team? You're not. Yeah. You can't play, it. you're out. So you have to heal yourself and then to work your way to be work be on the team. So I feel like the line has to be drawn was, if you're noticing that you're having issues within yourself, you need to get those fixed first. So that way you can like come back and be better on the team. What about you?
0: That's a really good point, I like that. Yeah, I think just in terms of losing yourself in a relationship, what, what I think, what comes to mind for me mm-hmm. is, you know, you have couples that it's very common for at least one, the, the less strong Part person mm. in the relationship to try to mold themselves into what they think their partner wants. Mm. You see this happening all the time. I mean, yeah. I catch myself doing it. I'm sure you catch yourself doing it. Yeah. Where you're like, what is he, what does she want me to say? Yeah. What she what is she? What, want me to what say? Is he, yeah. Was this is this the right thing to say? Yeah. You know, we ask each other questions, and it's like a test, multiple choice, mm-hmm. A, B, C, D. B incorrect. <laughs> you know, like you have that mentality. Yeah. Where you really are trying to de- Turn yourself into something someone wants. Yeah, which is probably the worst thing you can do for anything. Yeah, because I mean, it's like how it's like no, no, we're together because we enjoy each other. Yeah, I'm not with a person because I like the reflection. That they turn themselves into right. to please me, like that's not a good team. It all has to
1: be like if, the, let's say, if they're turning themselves to the other person, you eventually might end up being unhappy, mm-hmm. and then that's gonna be miserable later on. You know what I mean?
0: Instead of being true to yourself, you're like, I change myself into being this, you know, zombie thing for you. And now right there, at that point, the relationship's over. I mean, if you're changing yourself to be what you think someone wants you to be, you just gave up your entire identity. You
1: did. And then when you actually become your just be, be your regular self, they're going to be like, who is this person? Yeah, You're like, you were never this person before, but that was because you're trying to adapt and change and like be someone that they you think they might like. But in reality, the best thing to do was just to be yourself because in the end of the day, you're going to... You know, be you at
0: the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what probably what a lot of people do when they first start dating. Yeah. You know, you're on a date and it feels like an interview, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, did I say the right thing? Will she call me back again? Are we ever going to speak? Did I blow it? Did I blow it? Yeah. And then you get, you know, you present that facade you start dating, you know, then especially after you move in together, <laughs> it's like, no, no, that was all make-believe, by the way. You know, that doesn't, that's not the person who I am. Yeah. And then you can go through the other cycle where you're like, things aren't going well mm-hmm. and you go, oh, I got to change myself to be what they want me to be. Yeah. And then eventually what you hear after someone breaks up is they're almost relieved because now they can figure out who they are again. Yeah. Because they spent whatever duration of the relationship
1: being... being
0: Exactly, try to put on a mask yeah. so that they can keep the person they're with happy, yes. which only leads everyone to be miserable.
1: Yes.
0: Nobody wants to be with someone who's like, is this what you want? Is this what you want? Is this what you want? Is yeah, this what you want? You gotta you want?
1: make a decision, you know what I mean? Me you gotta this. be true to yourself. Exactly. <clears throat> you gotta be true to yourself and you gotta be also like, you know, make yourself make decisions as well because then, like, at the end of the day, if you're not happy with yourself or what, The situation, you're gonna be just gonna be miserable,
0: you know. Yeah. And I think that also applies to when you have kids. Yeah. Because you kept saying, you know, you you stop being the main character, Mm -hmm. and that is 100 percent true. Yeah. Like I remember growing up, I didn't even like fathom that my parents had their own lives. (laughs) I just didn't get it. I just, I just didn't understand. Like I knew that they were kids. Yeah. And like you know when they, they had childhoods like me yeah but now they're my parents <laughs> yeah. you know like all my interactions <laughs> was in terms of me yeah and I think that's how it is for almost all the kids
1: exactly because
0: it's like you know having a kid is such a high maintenance thing mm. but I think just like in a relationship you can't lose yourself yeah you have to still be if mm. you have kids you have to still follow your hobbies you have to still do what you're passionate about even though you have a, a have a kid monopolizing almost all your time you have to stay true to yourself exactly. and let your kid know I'm also a person
1: it, uh, and to be honest I would be beneficial like to have kids as well because I mean we also know people who lose themselves within a relationship and they're miserable they're oh not yeah being happy they mean like they're like they get upset because they feel like things change you know what i mean but i also feel like when you kids come into play it's really good for you to be yourself and have your own identity because then they will look at you and see like oh man dad's doing this and he's got that going on for him or mom's doing this and she's got that going on for her exactly you know what I mean? and in, in a, another way that just encourages them to like kind of do their own thing too you know if you got your mom's let's say your mom was super successful and your dad's a super successful as well, they're both business people, and they're like, they have time to hang out with you, but they also are, like, super business focused, Yeah. you look at them, and you're like, dang, that's so cool and inspiring.
0: Well, I think there's, that's where it starts getting a little bit tough, hmm. like, if both your parents are super career focused, mm-hmm. they don't have too much time for you, Yeah. and that's where the balance is so hard to draw, I believe, because either you're focused on your kids mm-hmm. or you're focused on something else. Yeah. And if you're not focused on your kids, your kids are going to have some, they're going to suffer a little bit for it. You know?
1: I feel like there's, I think it's, I feel like personally it might just be t- based on age. I feel like there's a certain age where the kids need your attention. I think once they get to the age of 10 years old, mm. before they get to the age of 10 years old, like they're going to need your attention. And yeah. then after that, like you should just be, make sure you find your own thing. Because 10, they've been on the roof, been in this world for like a whole decade. You know what I mean.
0: They're they can, old enough to fend for themselves. They
1: can, no, 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 I mean, they can start, you know, eating food, wiping their butt. You know. Well, I would
0: hope they could do those things by ten. Right. So like those
1: things are like those things. They've already been there for. 10, they've been on the earth for ten years, so they can do those little basic things, you know. But still be there for them to support but, them for their dreams. If they're like want to play a sport and they have like. Games definitely show up for them, 100. percent No oh, matter. Yeah. They'll always, even when they're like in high school, they're always gonna think about like, oh, mom showed up for this or dad showed up for that. So you know what I mean? Those yeah. things are important, but I feel like the you don't
0: have to constantly watch them. They yeah. can start doing things on their own. I completely agree. Yeah, you don't,
1: they don't have to maybe the main character anymore. They can just be regular, just characters.
0: Maybe I don't. I, I don't know. I guess I just feel like when you have kids. It's we we only have so much time in a day. Yeah. You and I, we spend most of our time working. Yeah. When we come home, we're just trying to relax for a little bit before going to bed.
1: There is no relaxing when you have kids. If you
0: have kids, that little bit of those four hours between getting home and going to bed Mm -hmm. are now monopolized with whatever the kids doing. Yeah. So in that case, regardless of age, yeah, they're still the main characters. But that's where. I mean, it's hard enough not losing yourself in a relationship, but then losing yourself with kids. It's,
1: yeah. Like I don't even know like, how that would I feel like would the happen. chance, the probability of that, of losing yourself, if you get to make a bet, like, oh, how, what's the chance of me losing myself when I have kids? I would probably, you know, it'd be a high percentage.
0: Well, I think, you see how so many people change so much when they have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, the dad mentality is, is real. Mm-hmm. Like, you got guys that you've known for a decade, and then they have a kid, and the kid's just born. Like, they've been a dad for a whole month. But they have, like, that, yes, I'm a father now. And it really changes the aspect. And yeah. mo- women, too. I'm a mother. This is my baby, you know? So I think maybe in some ways you just do lose yourself when you have kids.
1: You definitely will lose yourself. And you also will start to feel guilty if you start doing things for yourself, too. Because yeah. if you start doing things for yourself, you start to feel like, I'm a bad person Mom, I'm a bad dad because I'm going to go and enjoy myself and not like have my kid be the main character. I'm going to
0: play my video games instead of hanging out with my son. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm going to go out with my girlfriends and like get drinks or mimosas and not like hang out with my kid. You know what I mean? So you start to feel those guilt of like not being a good parent. And then also, government also makes you feel like you can't, you gotta, you can only do certain things too. You, yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
0: you. Well, I think that's where it always comes back to what we talk about is balance. Yeah. Like, I think if you never had time away from your kids, mm-hmm. I would probably go insane.
1: Of course. Like,
0: if you never had, like, a day, or not even a day, maybe just a few hours yeah. for yourself, mm-hmm. that would just, you would start resenting the kids. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, this little guy taking over my life. How yeah. dare he? So, and also, if you never give your kids a chance to be by themselves, mm-hmm. they like like. Dad's really, really weird. He's always following me around. Yeah. You know? So there has to be that balance. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a hard thing to find. It's hard because it's especially if you're a new parent. It's like you don't know what it, you you don't know what life was. Before, like you, all, your life was only surrounded by you and your partner before the kid came around. Now yeah. it's an additional person. You never had that experience before, so you have to learn that whole new experience and everything like that. All, like you know what I mean. So it's gonna take trial and error. The first kid yeah. for sure, it's gonna be trial and error.
0: I do like how our podcast or our discussion here started off about relationships, yeah. and I think we spent most of it talking about having kids, which we don't have any experience with. I know, right? This is- <laughs> we have like a, a child raising show, and we don't have anything. We don't even have pets. Like, <laughs> we have one plant that we're keeping alive. <laughs>
1: We draw from a lot of people in our lives who have kids yeah. and a lot of people who... We just...
0: And we can speculate, you Exactly.
1: Know. And we can empathize. We, we
0: can empathize. We
1: can see, like, oh, we understand, like, what it was like for our parents to, like, have kids, what it was like for people that we do know that are having kids. We know we didn't be... We're able to kind of put ourselves slightly in their shoe yeah. and figure out how they may feel about the situation, you know? And, and a lot of the people that do have kids talk to us and tell us all their stories, you know? Yeah.
0: I guess until you actually have kids, and you're in it, yeah, I don't think we can really understand what it's like. Oh, but, it'll be
1: stressful. But it
0: is kind of fun to be on the outside looking in and be like, I wonder what this is like. <laughs> this is probably very rewarding, but very hard. Yes. You know?
1: Yes, I hear it all the time. I hear that like it's such a rewarding thing, but also so difficult because especially in the beginning, I heard like it's like the kid's gonna be crying. Have you yeah. had, have you had a dog? You had a dog.
0: I've had, had dogs. Have yeah. you had them
1: when they were babies and puppies?
0: Um, I believe so.
1: I okay. So we have a dog. Um, n- not right now, but like back home, yeah. we have a dog. And when he first moved in, you know, he was like a little baby. He'd cry and like yep. you couldn't leave. You couldn't leave the space. He would know you'd leave <laughs> and start crying. Like he would whimper. He was yeah. ready to give him back. And that oh was, wow. Yeah, I was not. I, I was ready to give him back. Was, I didn't want. I didn't. No, I didn't want him. But I was not the one who advocated to get him. <laughs> so I was ready to give him. Back. Because <laughs> he would just cry all the time and like just whisper. and if he left the living room where he was like his cage was, yeah. he'd start crying. Like he literally couldn't do anything. And so we figured out like he liked being in like like this room that we had, and that just became his room, and he yeah. became way more chill and relaxed about things. So.
0: So I think before we even start about discussing you and I having kids, mm-hmm. we should at least get a puppy, and then see <sighs> if we could handle that. I
1: don't know if I can do a puppy again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The experience was so sh- traumatizing to me. <laughs> well,
0: babies are like a million times more involved.
1: Yeah. And
0: then when they start learning how to walk, you can't even go into the bathroom by yourself because then you Dogs got the. Too. Yeah, but you got a kid like shaking on the doorknob. Let me in. Let me in. Yeah. Like Look, I don't know. But you with
1: the with a puppy like you have to teach them how to pee. You have to make sure if they go outside and pee. You have to. You have to you have to train them to, like, you know, eat food? I don't if think... If you want to do them tricks, you got to train them to do all that. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think a kid's a little bit harder than that. Oh, 100%. <laughs>
1: because then the puppy just, you know, they get used to what you're doing. The kids are constantly, like, you know, constantly want your attention. You know, if you can't do anything in peace, you're always going to have them around. And when you want to do something, you always got to keep an eye on them. Because if you dare take your eyes off of them, they're going to find something. They're
0: going to... They're mischievous little yeah, kids, you yeah. know. So, yeah, I...
1: And then once you think that you've got it, you, you lock things away. They're gonna figure it out, and then start all over again.
0: <laughs> I remember my parents had this photo album of William, you know, my brother, when he was a little baby, mm-hmm. and they had like a series of probably like, I want to say like, fifteen to twenty photos mm-hmm. of him opening the the cupboards in the kitchen, and he's like probably maybe two. Oh. And they have, like, a series of 20 photos of him taking every single thing out of the cupboard. Why? It, 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 they're actually pretty fun photos. Oh, okay. They're pretty, like, all. But it's hilarious. Like, that's just what kids do. They're yeah. like, let me just dismantle your life, you know? Yeah,
1: because they're learning, they're learning everything from, like, they're now learning everything. Like. And
0: that probably was what makes it so rewarding and exciting mm-hmm. to have kids. Because, like, you know, the first time they have ice cream. Or you know when I got to t- uh, um, teach my nephew how to shake hands, yeah. like that kind of stuff. It was like, oh, so, you know, yeah. it's pretty cool, yeah. you know. But yeah,
1: I would love to like have a bigger backyard so I can like build them like a little house outside. I
0: would love to have a a yard of any size.
1: Yeah, I would honestly love to just like like, have a little backyard for that, like, like, a little house, a mini house outside. So So that's your house. (laughs) You can demolish all that you want. Yeah. Throw everything all you want. But inside here, you're not doing that, you know? Because I feel like sometimes they just need their own space.
0: They do. They're people. Everyone needs their own space.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if we, I wouldn't want to, like, because I feel like we'd have to change things around when we have kids. We'd have to, like,
0: you know. When we have kids. If we had kids. (laughs) No, it would be nice at some point. I mean, right now, in a single-bedroom apartment, that would be a really tough situation. It would be
1: very tough.
0: I don't even know how we would swing it.
1: I don't know. We would figure it out. Yeah. But thankfully, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, We hope to see you guys next week. Um, Be safe, be cool, and uh, see you guys next week. All righty. Bye.